High Praise Podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joshua, lead pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage and bless you. So I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today. Well, does anybody love Jesus this morning? Do you love him? Amen. How many of you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? I tell you what, there's nothing like being here at High Praise, being among family. We just love each and every one of you. So glad to be back. Pastor Stacy has been on a writing expedition, and she is getting close to finish. She's about 40,000 words into the book now. For anybody, if you've never written a book, that's a lot of words. That already is about a 175-page book right there. And uh, so she's doing a tremendous job, and I've I'm spurring her on, praise the Lord. And, uh, but she's doing a great job. I'm giving her things to write about, literally. As I'm not just joking about that. She had more words uh, written, and uh, I was trying to make sure that, she, uh, that it didn't get lost. And uh, in doing so, um, we lost about three to 4,000 words. And so I gave her another story to write about uh, in the book, which she took advantage of, uh, praise the Lord. But uh, it is so good to be here, and so good. I'm so thankful for this church body. I'm so thankful for our church, church family. I'm so thankful. How many are thankful for all of our camera operators and uh, all of our video team? Man, they do just such an awesome job. We love them. Thank God for our worship team. They're just doing tremendous. And it's just wonderful also just to see the next generation coming up. It's wonderful every time we see these kids. I think my grandson, sometimes he runs a center camera. He's 14 years old. But isn't it wonderful to see your, you know, the Bible talks about in Joel how that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon what? All flesh. And then the next thing it says is this, your and your, your your sons and your, I don't have time to go there, but I want you to know that ladies, you're not excluded from ministry. Amen. Your sons and daughters, they will prophesy. And it's wonderful to see this next generation coming up and see them moving in the things of God, see them prophesying, see them doing what God has anointed them to do and called them to do. And we are so thankful. It's so wonderful just to, if I can just take a moment to acknowledge the wonderful job that Pastor Joshua and Miranda are doing here at High Praise. They are leading in a magnificent, magnificent, magnificent manner. Come on, give them a big praise, God. They're doing an awesome Absolutely awesome job. Amen. Now, I know some people might say, well, that's your son. You got to understand, I hold my kids to a higher standard. And uh, they know it, and everybody else around them knows it too. Uh, they have a real high standard, and they have to put up with dad. Praise the Lord. And, uh, but, you know, and most of you that are parents, you know what I'm talking about. You, you have high expectations for your kids, right? How many of you have high expectations for your kids? Do you know the greatest insult that you can ever give your child is a low expectation? You should always have high expectations. I'm not talking about unrealistic expectation. Okay, I'm not talking about that I'm expecting my child that's five foot two to run a, a 40 yard dash in, you know, three seconds. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a realistic expectation, but a high expectation. Set the bar high so that they can begin to shoot for something. And uh, you don't necessarily beat them over the head, but you are there to encourage them to go after what God has called them to do. Amen. How many of you believe that God has called your children to do great things? 
I'm expecting my children to outrun me. I'm expecting them to do more. Because you know what? They're not starting where I started. And by the way, I didn't start where my daddy started. He's here this morning, and he didn't want, I can remember my dad, whenever I was growing up, he was a Pepsi-Cola salesman, and he, he drove a big old truck, and uh, whenever I got a little bit older, 12, 13, 14, he allowed me to go, I think they kind of snuck me on the truck, but they allowed me to go out there, and he just wanted me to get a, a taste of what it meant to be a Pepsi-Cola salesman. And he told me later on, he said, I wasn't doing that because I needed your help. I was doing it because I wanted to make sure that you didn't do this later on in life. And he wanted, he wanted me to do something great. Nothing wrong with that job. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying, God, he wanted something greater for me. He wanted me to stand on his shoulders and see something that the Lord had for me so that I would begin to reach and go farther than him. And can I tell you that I'm doing the same for my children and also for my grandchildren. And you as a parent, you should do the same thing for your children. So if you believe that God has something great for you, how much more should you believe that God has something great for your sons and your daughters? Daughters, amen. I believe that today. I believe that God has something great and even greater than what you have done in your lifetime for your sons and your daughters. Amen. And uh, I, I want to say, Bobby, as I was looking back there when announcements are going on, I look back at you and I, I just heard the Lord want me to encourage you to say, son, I haven't forgotten my promise. And the Lord says, surely what I've declared, I am going to bring into full fruition. And I just see there's, I think I may have said this before, but I just see land being released to you. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you the, your heart's desire. And God says, it's going to be bigger than what you dreamed, bigger Bigger than what you imagined, larger, says the Spirit of the Lord. For surely, says the Lord, I'll cause even expansion to come forth. And I see something that God's going to do in just a supernatural manner. And there's going to be almost like a divine appointed relationship. And you're going to know whenever it happens. And the Lord says that you're going to come together. And one puts a 1,000 to flight. And two puts 10,000 to flight. And I'm not talking about a new woman. You're going to stay with the same woman. But God's gonna, there's like a business relationship that God is going to, to link you up with. By the way, you have to say that sometime. Not that Bobby, Bobby knows that, but you know, there have been people that take a word like that and decide, oh, God's got a new wife for me. No, praise the Lord. You got the right woman. Hallelujah. But I heard the Lord saying that he's going to advance and he's going to promote and he's going to bless you in ways that you never dreamed about. And the Lord says, son, because you've been faithful in the little, I'm going to make you a ruler over much, says the spirit of the Lord. And God says he's doing something in the family. I just see where there's a real tightness and the, the God's, um, it's like there's a reaffirming in the relationships all throughout family. And I see even extended family. The Lord says, I'm going to cause you to minister my word. God says, you're going to prophesy. The Lord says, allow the word to begin to flow even out of you. And uh, Kelly, this is for you too. God, there's a, there is a prophetic unction that's on the inside of you that's never really been tapped into. But the Lord says, daughter, I'm going to begin to tap into that. And God says, I'm going to cause the water to flow. I'm going to cause the river to begin to flow. And the Lord says, even some of the frustration that you've experienced, the Lord says, I'm going to begin to uncap the well. And God says, I'm going to cause that water to begin to flow forth from you, says the Spirit of the Lord. And God says, I'm healing even that issue in your body. And so, Lord, we even release your healing anointing to flow into our body right now. And we thank you, Lord God, for every, that every attack of hell is ceasing now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we release your anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Can everybody give the Lord a shout today? Oh, 
Oh, hallelujah. I love being in this pulpit. I'm telling you, I just stand in here and I feel like the anointing gets stirred up. I will tell you that God has called this house to be a house of stirring. God has called this house to be a place where anointings and gifts are stirred up and begins to be released because, listen, every single one of you that are here, you're not just here to hear me preach. You're not just here to hear Pastor Joshua preach. You're not just here to hear somebody in the pulpit bring a message. That's wonderful and good. We need the Word. We need to feast on the Word. We need to grow uh, uh, with the Word and allow our faith to be strengthened and developed. Uh, but understand this. One of the reasons that you're here is because there is a gift, there is an anointing, there is a grace that God has placed upon your life. And this is a house that will stir that anointing up, the gift within you. How many of you just lift your hands right now and just say, Lord, stir up my gift? Come on. Now, I know you have a responsibility to play in that, but I believe that, that you know, you get around certain people, you get around certain anointings, and something just begins to stir on the inside of you. You know what I'm talking about? It's like you begin to sense like the water's beginning to be troubled. You begin to sense the water's beginning to bubble up on the inside of you. And I'm telling you that God is bringing this church, I'm prophesying right now, God is bringing this church into the greatest moment that we have ever experienced. We are in a birthing season right now where the greatest is yet ahead of us, and God is going to birth things. We are pregnant right now with vision. We are pregnant with call. We are pregnant with anointing, and God is going to cause it to be birthed, and we're going to be able to touch this community, this area, and even this state and this nation in ways like we never have before. Can everybody give the Lord a shout today? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. We're going to start with verse 26. We're starting a series this morning called Unwrapping Christmas. And uh, I really do believe that there's some things that that's going to be different about this series because I believe that we are in a prophetic moment right now. We're in a Kairos moment that God has ordained. About a month ago, there was just a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. Many of you were here in the first service. It literally just carried on over into the second service. And I began to feel, as it were, like labor pains. Now, I'm not a woman. I think, um, uh, I assure you that I'm not a woman. Praise the Lord. Uh, my wife knows that I'm not a woman, praise the Lord. But the, but the reality is, and my mom and daddy know that also, but nonetheless, but the, the, you know, I began to feel, and I'm, I, again, never given birth, but I began to feel like these contractions in the spirit. And I believe that God is bringing this church into a birthing season. But understand this, you can't birth anything if you're not pregnant with anything. And I, I, and I really believe that during this month that God wants to get every one of you pregnant. Would you look at somebody? Thanks for the chuckles there. And I know that's hard for you to imagine, men, but I want you to hear this. The Lord wants to impregnate you with something. Would you look at somebody and say, God wants to impregnate you today? And I'm not just saying that. Listen, I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that because I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is saying, that God wants to impregnate you with vision. God wants to impregnate you with dream. God wants to impregnate with you with something that he has for you and your family. Listen, there are promises that God has spoken over you that you have laid to the side, but God is reviving the seed, and it's going to begin to impregnate your spiritual womb because he wants you to give birth to something greater than what you have ever actually experienced in your life. 
Look at somebody and say again, God wants you pregnant. Can I tell you that we got too many believers today that are not living pregnant. They're not living in a place where they are actually even eligible to birth anything. They've never allowed the seed of the word of God to actually impregnate them with something that is greater than what they can see right now. Now, please hear this. This is no throw off on anything that you might be experiencing right at this moment. I'm sure what your experience is, is great. I mean, what Pastor Stacy and I have been experiencing, it has been wonderful. What Pastor Joshua and Miranda have been experiencing, it's wonderful. What many people, we have testimonies of things that people have experienced, and it's wonderful. Uh, Andy just recently got a, a we, we stood, how long did we stand and believe God? Uh, I, I mean, it was at least five years, 10 years, something like that. We were believing, standing, and believing. There was prophetic word after prophetic word after prophetic prophetic word of what God was going to do. And you know what? Finally, praise the Lord, there was a birthing day. Finally, the baby came forth. Finally, the promise was birthed, and that was fulfilled within his life according to the word of the Lord. Amen. How many know God doesn't lie? And if he says it, he's going to make it good. I said, if God said it, he's going to make it good. You're not going to have to make it happen. You just got to cooperate with him, but he's going to cause it to come into full fruition. We've seen businesses even arise in the last year and have Ty, his business. Praise the Lord, Ty. Hear this. The Lord is saying that I am going to bring the increase. And God said, I'm going to cause even marketing strategies to even be released in your life. And the Lord says, I'm going to cause things to begin to grow and blossom and expand, says the Lord. And so the Lord says, you didn't do the wrong thing. But the Lord says, I'm going to anoint you in a mighty way. And the Lord says, I'm going to cause breakthrough to even come forth. And I just see it's like something's been wanting to, it's like almost like a band. I see like you're building almost like a band around it. And the Lord is saying, I am breaking the band. I am breaking that which has withstood. I am breaking things open for you. And the Lord says, others are going to know. And there's going to be a, a see like a, some connections and people are going to begin to send others to you. And the Lord says, you're not only going to train them in the natural, but God says there's even going to be spiritual training that I'll even cause to come forth says the Spirit of the Lord. Everybody give God a shout today. Luke 1, 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, the angel said to her, angel literally means the messenger. It's the messenger of the Lord. I've got a word for you right now. The angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not know a man. Uh, means I, 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 haven't, I haven't had sex with any man. I'm not married. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. 
Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. I want everybody to say that. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Would you look at somebody and say, nothing is impossible with him? Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, get this, and write this down, underline it, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, whenever we read the Bible, we have to understand this, that the Bible is primarily written to bring us understanding and revelation concerning the character and the nature the dimensions of God, the ways that God moves, and the ways that God does things. While the Bible is also, we see history, uh, uh, what we would call Bible history, actually written within the book, we have to understand that the Bible is not primarily a book that's just telling us a story. It's not just giving us history so that we will know what's happened. There's a reason for the history that is actually written about. Now, what's very interesting, as you read in the Bible, there are many people that are born uh, that we have record of their birth. We have records of kings being born, of, you know, of different ones uh, actually being born, and we have the genealogies. And what you will notice that the majority of the time when things are mentioned concerning the birth of anyone, there is sketchy details. There's very little that is actually written. There's hardly anything that we know other than this just says that they were born. However, with Jesus' birth, there's some extreme detail that is actually given concerning his birth. And so we have to ask the question, and why is that? Why, why would the Lord anoint men of old, men of God, prophets and apostles to write specifics about how that Jesus actually was born? He is the only one in the Bible, that there is so much detail about his birth. And I want you to hear this. It's because God is wanting to reveal something to us about the way that he does things. He wants to reveal to us that there is more than just a natural birthing that's going on here, but there is a spiritual principle that we can grab hold of today that will change our lives and just like Mary became the mother of Jesus and birthed the promise, hear this, you can in your spiritual womb begin to carry a promise that God wants to release within your life and then later give birth to it. I want you to hear this. There are promises that God wants you to give birth to. There is anointings. There are gifts that God wants you to give birth to. In other words, you have to deliver it. It's going to come from the Lord. It's going to be because of his will and his desire and his seed that is actually being planted. But understand this, it is going to be you that will end up giving birth to that child, to that thing that God wants to impregnate with you with. And you already heard me say this, and I'll say it again. God wants to impregnate you with something today. He wants to impregnate you with a vision. He wants to impregnate you with a dream. For some of you, it may be the dream of your family. You may have just dropped your, you know, everything that God said, well, it doesn't look like any of that's ever going to come to pass, and you just let it fall by the way. You may have miscarried that promise. You may have uh, forfeited that promise in one manner or 
another. But hear this. You can pick it back up today. And you can let God do something on the inside of you. Because he wants to give birth to something that is great. And greater than what you're experiencing right now. Your family may be wonderful and it may be great. But I'm telling you what. There's always room for improvement. We've got prophetic words about our family. And our family's doing wonderful. Our family is, you know, I thank God for our family. And I watch and I see what the Lord is doing. Even within our children throughout our family. But you know what? There's some words that God has given us that are to be fulfilled. And I'm still pregnant with what God has said. There's still something on the inside of me that God has said that I know that we're going to give birth to. Yeah, there are going to be some times of frustration. There's going to be some times where you go through some things. And any woman that's here can tell you whenever you go through the birthing process, it is not comfortable. Right? As probably a lot of men could actually say the same thing. It's not comfortable, right? Did any of you men go in, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you know, whenever a woman is pregnant, there's a lot of things that goes on within them in those nine months. And it's not just that their bellies get bigger. It's not just the physical things, but there are mood swings. There's all sorts of emotional things that they go through. Right? I'm being cautioned to not go any farther on that one. But the reality is they go through things. And I will tell you, whenever God impregnates you with something, there will be some times that you're going to go through some issues. You're going to go through some times. You're going to go through some tests. But you know what? Just like whenever a woman is given birth, she can't decide, well, the pain is real bad. I need to get off of this table. You know what? There's a lot of Christians, whenever it gets a little bit painful and it's time for birthing, they want to get off the table. They want to go somewhere else. They want to leave where they're at because, you know what? God's got something that he's forming on the inside of him that he's planning on birthing through them. But he's got to cause the things. There's a, there's a, I can't get ahead of myself, but there's a thing called transition that you go through. Everybody, anybody ever went through transition? I'm not just talking about natural birthing transition, but to be any kind of transition. Garrett, you've been through some transition, haven't you? Praise the Lord that much. Uh, and you know what? Transition is, I used to say it this way, transition is the place that we commonly call hell. Because there's all sorts of things that are happening during transition. But understand this, God always has a purpose. But you, listen, if you don't embrace transition, you'll never give birth. You have to embrace transition. I'll say that again. If you don't embrace transition, you'll never be able to give birth. Every woman, before she gives birth, she will go through a transition phase. We'll talk about it here in just a moment. But everything that God does, I've thrown out so much stuff, I, I'm, I'm, I'm full this morning. I'm just kind of, kind of throwing up on you. So you grab what you need to grab hold of today. Everything God does, he does with the principle of the seed. As a matter of fact, Jesus actually said this, if you can understand the principle of the seed, you could understand the entire kingdom of God. Everything God does, it always starts with the seed. As a matter of fact, do you know that God did not even create the Garden of Eden? What it actually says is that God planted a Garden of Eden. Anybody here ever planted a garden? How do you plant a garden? You take seed, right? And you put seed in the ground. Everything in the natural and by the way, as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. And so everything in the spirit works on the principle of the seed. It, without a seed planted, nothing ever takes place. As a matter of fact, Jesus gave the parable of the sower. And when he gave the parable of the sower, he said this, that the sower sows the word, 
But in the parable, he says that it is the the, uh, sower that's sowing the seed. So what he actually says is the seed is the word. And then Peter echoes that when he says, you're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. So everybody understand this. God's word spoken is the seed that will impregnate you for later giving birth to something greater than what you have right now. I'll say it again. God's word spoken, the promises of God, the prophetic word spoken over your life is the seed that God will plant in your spiritual womb in order to impregnate you so that later you will give birth to something that is greater than what you have right now. Can I say it one more time? God's word is the seed. You got to grab hold of this. This is very, if you don't get anything else out of this, you need to get a hold of this. God's word is the seed that will be implanted in your spiritual womb that will impregnate you with something that is greater than what you have ever experienced within your life. Hallelujah. God's got something great for you. And God is speaking his word over you today. And I hear the Lord saying that there is a reviving of the promise of God that has been given. Some of you, you've laid your sword down, you've laid your promise down, you've went somewhere and you just buried it and you said, I'm not going to deal with that any longer because every time I pick it up, I feel this pain on the inside of me. But hear this, you that have been believing for your children, don't you stop believing. God wants to impregnate you with something to where you can't get away from it. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, a woman who is pregnant, she can't get away from the moving on the inside of her body. And that's the way that God wants you to live. You know what? When It doesn't matter what's going on. I know there's something moving on the inside of me right now. I'm pregnant with something. I can feel the leg. I can feel the knee. I can remember whenever Joshua, Pastor Joshua, excuse me, he was one of the movingest ones that we had. And I mean, he, he moved all over the place. And later on when he was born, he kept doing the same thing. You know, um, I could give you some stories, but I don't have time this morning. But but you know what? Whenever, whenever they were developing inside of Stacy's womb, I, we could, I could put my hand upon her and I could feel the elbow. Y'all know what I'm talking about, ladies? And you can feel the whenever they kick. And you ladies that are carrying it, you know whenever the baby's kicking on the inside of your up in your rib cage area and you're starting to hurt. And hear this. I'm only saying that to say this. Whenever you get pregnant with something, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. There's something living on the inside of you. There's something that's moving around on the inside of you. So come hell or high water, I know that there's something on the inside of it. I can feel it. I can feel the legs. And hear this. There's some of you that you've been feeling the legs. Some of you have been feeling the knees actually cut, you know, hitting you in certain spots. And hear this. That is God's reminder that there is something that you are pregnant with. There is something that you're going to give birth to. Don't you turn loose of your promise. Somebody say, don't turn loose of your promise. Later on, whenever he was born, he didn't stop. Pastor Joshua, we put him in bed. Now, he was at Pastor Joshua back then. He was the, he was the eating machine. Never could get enough to, to satisfy him. And uh, put him in bed with us, and he would start out in one place. And I'm telling you, uh, and I'm not telling you you should do this, but it was it's the only way we could survive. <laughs> 
and put them in bed with us. The next thing you know, we turn sideways. None of you probably did this with your kids, but they turn sideways, and I'm in the middle of a deep sleep, and all of a sudden, I got to feel what my wife got to feel while she was carrying him. And he starts kicking me in the side, and ooh, I mean, and we had a king-size bed, and it wasn't even big enough for him. Okay. So I, I, I said all that to say this. See, there's something moving around. I don't know about you, but I feel something moving around in my spiritual womb. I feel something moving around because I'm pregnant with something. And see, as it was in the spirit, I, I mean, as it was in the natural, so it is in the spirit. And this is what we actually see taking place in the life of Mary. This is what we celebrate. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. Well, how did that birth take place? It took place as a result of the word of God being spoken over her. The word itself became the seed that impregnated her. See, God is giving us a picture of this is what I want to do in your life. If we celebrate Christmas, it isn't just about a you know, Christmas tree or Santa Claus or anything like that. Are you following what I'm saying? What Christmas is about is celebrating what God did supernaturally. And the same thing that he did in the life of Mary, he wants to do within you spiritually. And he wants to impregnate you with something greater than what you've had before, bigger than what you've had before, exceeding what you've had previously. Hallelujah. So Mary experiences the seed. It is the spoken word. See, impregnation, though, takes place whenever she believed the word. I believe the moment that Mary said, let it be to me according to your word, that impregnation took place right at that moment. Can everybody just lift your hand right now and say, Lord, come on, say, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Every promise, every declaration, every prophetic word, let it be to me according to your word. Impregnate me with your word today in Jesus' name. Now give him a shout, hallelujah. After impregnation, there's development. The word grows on the inside of you. And then you come to a place of birthing. Again, what we have seen historically, even within our church body, even within our own personal ministry, that before things took place, before there was some type of major shift or major thing that God did within our lives. There were always prophets, prophetesses that God would raise up and begin to speak over our lives within this church body. Before we started this church, prophetic word. Before I started writing songs, there was a prophetic word. Why? See, God was impregnating me with something. I hope you get a hold of this. God speaks over you. See, the word is never released over you so that you can jump up and down and say, "Woo, hallelujah, you know, this is what God's going to do in my life. The word is spoken specifically in order to cause you to have something on the inside of your spiritual womb that later you will give birth to. Are you following that? So the seed comes to impregnate you so that later on you will give birth to what God impregnates you with. And we see this principle actually, actually uh, demonstrated in the life of Mary, but it's demonstrated and it's written about so that God reveals that he wants to do it within our lives. I say, yes, Lord, do it within my life. 
Before I went on staff at CI years and years ago, there was a prophetic word. Before I led worship on an integrity project, there was a prophetic word. Before we started a church, there was a prophetic word. Before we took possession of the land, there was, before we took possession of this building, there was a prophetic word that actually gave the location. Before we took our, our uh, before we launched new high praise churches, there was a prophetic word by uh, Judy Jacobs. I don't know how many of you remember Judy Jacobs, and she was here. I don't know, we had to, they had to get Judy back here. Praise the Lord. But anyway, she prophesied, and I remember we had a grand piano right up here, and we were being prayed over, and she began to prophesy. She said, I see high praise, high praise Africa. I see high praise Mexico. I see high praise Caribbean. Oh, Shondi. I see high... I mean, and she just began to go down all the lines. And what she was speaking about, it was for the purpose of impregnating us. Later on, we gave birth to that, but the word came to impregnate. And by the way, there's not high praise Caribbean yet, but I'm feeling something moving around on the inside of me. Is anybody with me? Anybody want to do any mission trips? Praise the Lord. You know, but you begin to feel things moving around on the inside. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. God speaks his word in order to cause things to begin to move on the inside of you. And you're feeling all these different body parts. You're feeling things come together in that developmental stage. It may not be time to push yet. It may not be time for birthing yet. But hear this. God has impregnated you with something that he wants you to later give birth to. Amen. How many of you are willing today? To, I, listen, I've gotten one page of five pages of notes this morning. But how many are willing to allow God to impregnate? I, said, I believe that's what the Lord is saying this morning. He wants to allow, he wants the seed of his word to begin to be implanted and impregnate you to the point to where later on you're going to give birth to something great. You're going to give birth to something great. And by the way, there's some of you, you've been pregnant with things and you feel the little, the uncomfortability. That's one of the stages of pregnancy. One of the first things that happens with a woman is she begins to feel uncomfortable and irritated. Listen, don't think that just because you're a little uncomfortable or irritated that you've done something wrong or that you're out of the will of God. Right? And then whenever they start, I wish I could go into details on all these things. I might, maybe a couple of weeks. They, have you ever seen any of those um, movies where they show a woman giving birth and she's got her feet up in the stirrups, you know? Have y'all ever seen that? I'm thinking about it, that's a pretty vulnerable position, wouldn't you say? I would say any kind of giving birth position is a very vulnerable position. And I'll tell you this much, whenever you get pregnant with things, you become vulnerable, and you have to be willing to become vulnerable. Mm. Can't dig into that. And then you go through something called transition. Oh, hallelujah. And whenever, there's so much that I could say, I'm, I have to talk about it later, but there's so much I could say about transition. But transition is the time, hear this. What happens during transition is whenever a woman's cervix is going from seven centimeters to 10 centimeters. And it's one of the most painful times of childbirth it's the time whenever a woman wants, she wants to start pushing, but yet is being told the whole time, it's not time to push yet. You gotta understand, I, everything within me is screaming out, push, not yet. And you know what they have to be willing to do is they have to be willing to listen. Mm. They have to be willing to listen to somebody who's coaching them at that moment in time. 
You know why? Because if you start pushing, you will actually start aborting the process. You've got to wait. I've seen people get out ahead of God before and start doing things because it's uncomfortable and painful right now. And you, gotta, you have to be able to, to walk through that and stay there and stay the course. You can't get off the table at that moment in time. You're in transition. You've got to let it happen. You've got to embrace it and say, I don't understand everything. You tell me what I need to do. I need some counsel right now because I've got the voices of my body are screaming at me that I need to push right now. But you know what? I'm hearing the counsel saying, don't push yet. Don't push yet. But then you come to the birthing time, and then it's, okay, now it's time to push. Now it's time to work. Now it's time to engage. Why? Because God's going to birth something great through you. I'm telling you, hear this high praise. God's greatest days for you are yet ahead, and he's impregnating you with something greater than what you have ever dreamed of, than what you've ever imagined, because God wants to do some great things within your life. Some of you, I'm telling you today by the Spirit of the Lord that God is impregnating you with family vision. God is impregnating you with business vision. God's impregnating you today with something, even spiritual vision concerning ministry that God has for you, how that God wants to use you in ways that you never dreamed possible. But I hear the Lord saying today, I'm coming to revive my word. I'm coming to revive the promise. And I'm coming to bring forth even that implantation of my seed on the inside of you. Because God is saying that he wants to bring forth something great through you. He wants to develop something great in you. And he's going to bring it forth by his spirit in the right time. Would you stand to your feet today? How many of you say, yes, I want that, I want that? How many of you just lift your hands and say, let it be to me according to your word, Lord? Come on, just say, Lord, impregnate me with vision. Impregnate my spiritual wound today. Impregnate my spiritual wound with something that's greater than what I have seen in the past. Impregnate me with something that is even, uh, Lord, your will, your plan, your desire. This isn't about a selfish desire. It's not about what you want. Listen, you got to be like Jesus who said, not my will, but yours be done. And you have to allow God to impregnate you with what he wants you to give birth to. I'm not, you, you're not to give birth to... Many people are giving birth to Ishmael's whenever God has an Isaac for them. They allow the seed of their own desire to be what impregnates them. God doesn't want the seed of your own desire. God wants his seed to impregnate you with so that you don't end up having an Ishmael and you have an Isaac. You have the promise. You give birth to the promise. How many say I want to give birth to the promise? Come on, lift your hands. But listen, you got to hear with the ear of the Spirit today, but I'm telling you, this is Holy Ghost today. If you grab a hold of it, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Come on, lift your hands right now. Come on, just say, Lord, implant your seed in my spiritual womb. I want to give birth. I want to be pregnant with your desire, with your plan, with your word, with your will, in Jesus' name. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. Lord, I pick up my promise again. I pick up my promise again. Come on, right now, just pick up your promise. I just see in the spirit where the Lord is saying, reach down and pick up the promise again. Reach down and pick up the promise again. Paul, reach down and pick up the promise once again. Your days aren't over. God's not finished with you, son. God's not finished with you. The Lord says, I'm anointing you even in a new measure. I'm anointing you in a new way, says the Spirit of the Lord. Your greatest days are even still ahead. Give God a shout of victory right now. Hallelujah.
Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.